0: presents the terminus mandate my name is cole ross my name is jeremy greer and what would your last arch be jeremy uh gary (laughs) mine too (laughs)
1: Your all-star can't be a team up. So, <laughs> uh, either Gary or Will. I think Will would be mm. a front person to Arch. Um, uh, he, yeah, it, it,
0: it, Will would be an easy person to get to, like Arch himself.
1: You know? Yes, ab- absolutely. Like I yeah. think he, I think I, I think you can manipulate Will pretty easily into just. Um, that sounds terrible. <laughs> to, make, <laughs> to making him feel bad, I'm sorry, Will. I think you're a nice person. I don't know why yes. I just said that mean thing about you. That <laughs> sounded horrible. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, not
0: even here to defend myself. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I introduced the concept. It's fine. <laughs> People who listen to the to the entire Orb run know what Will did to the show when he was on.
1: So. <laughs> i need to go back and listen to those episodes i'm I'm behind
0: (laughs) it was it was total chaos uh when he was on it was it was really fun um yeah we're here for another fun episode and jeremy uh remains with us uh doing admirable guest host duties thank you so much for uh coming back
1: thank you for having me this is this is fun i'm glad i could get a chance to fill in and talk about uh the venture brothers one of my favorite shows of all time um did I ever tell you about that i bought the uh i was so excited one of the first like records that i bought like a new like record like a like not just like a old like record that that's in a store or something but like mm-hmm. hey we were releasing the soundtrack on on vinyl was the venture brothers oh and it it came uh like two days before we moved from arizona to uh back to louisiana and um I, so I just, I didn't have it in my record box. I just kind of stuck it in the back of the car that we were oh, no. traveling with. And Uh-oh. oh yeah, you, you already know what's happening. <laughs> it was June. Uh, oh. it, it came out in a much different shape than the way it went into the car. So oh. it's a huge, huge bummer for me and, and my Venture Brothers fandom. Oh, that's, that that, that, that sucks. Yeah, yeah yeah and i never bought it again like i think you can just buy it now but i don't, mm-hmm. I don't know there's something there's something different about it so i was like i'm yeah. all up in my feelings about it
0: no uh that's a shame and the music in this series is great JJ thorwell does amazing work
1: oh yeah absolutely yeah.
0: um uh, we're talking about an episode this uh was written by doc hammer and it originally aired september the 23rd of 2018 uh, this is all about guild stuff uh we get a minor rusty plot uh, but that is primarily concerned with the Guild Council needing to reconstitute itself. Uh, and this requires all of the people who want to be on the Council to give up their uh, active villaining careers. So they take one final climactic job so they can go out with a
1: bang. Uh and it's fun. I like uh I like bureaucratic guild nonsense. It's mm-hmm. one of, of my favorite things that the Venture Brothers does. Just the, the goofy rules and the <laughs> the dumb things that they have to go through, the paperwork. Uh so this is leaning into this a little bit was was very fun. And also like just the sheer joy that the two uh, guild assistants take in, like coming up with the perfect arch, the perfect last oh. arch for these people is very good. When
0: they, when they walk in handing out the envelopes, just the big grins on their face. Like, oh, man, like it's the satisfaction of doing good work, but also like doing good work for people you respect, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, watch and ward are great. Um, I
1: was uh yeah. just there's one character that's introduced in this, um, and I just found out because I was looking at the IMDb page, but the foot Novia, the, um, the, uh, the black widow character that's introduced is voiced by Kristen Melody, Melody. Uh, and I, I, I didn't know that when I was watching this episode last night and I'm so happy because I, I really, really like her. I just finished her HBO series where, uh, her Elon Musk esque boyfriend, uh, clones her consciousness against her will Ugh. and it's yeah it's a it, it's a, it's a quote-unquote comedy <laughs> like the hbo <laughs> likes to do um but yeah she's she's great in it so i just wanted to like because i literally just finished that series and i didn't know she was in this episode so
0: it's cool. huh let me see here uh, Kristen, uh melody she does uh i think that she's serena as well oh maybe so yeah yes she is yeah so they had they yeah. had they had her com, uh, com, come in for that yeah so i never uh the people will probably uh take away my able to talk about television card for this i never watched the sopranos mm-hmm. okay. um so i have no like basically the I, I know krista Malotti from the venture brothers is the gotcha. is, is, is my is my provenance on her and she does a really good job uh, so um, I I will believe that she uh, is is good in her live action work.
1: It's uh it's okay that you didn't know that she was that she or that you didn't see The Sopranos because I didn't even know she was in The Sopranos until this moment. Even though I've oh. seen that series like two or three times, I just I can't <laughs> even remember where she would, would have been in. But uh, I think most people would probably recognize her as the as the the titular mother and um How I Met Your Mother.
0: Oh, okay. There we are. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, also but she's a show, great. Also a show mm-hmm. that I haven't seen. <laughs> Um, there's a really fun movie called Palm Springs with her and Andy Samberg. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of those like um, day loop kind of things oh, yeah. Uh, where Andy Andy Samberg is living the same day over and over again and then somehow she gets pulled into it. So now hmm. they're both living the same day over and over again. Oh, that sounds <laughs> like hell. um and it and it is and it's made even better by uh jk simmons also living the same day over and over again and trying to murder them both every day so uh highly recommended prom springs if you haven't seen it because it's if you like time loop movies like that it's because it's fun
0: yeah that uh, it's uh, it'll be hard for anything to unseat the endless for me in the time loop pantheon uh but that sounds really good
1: (laughs) this is this is not even trying to get to that this is like a very firmly into the comedy time loop thing that's cool Um, yeah yeah yeah. it's not it's not trying to do anything that the endless was doing Uh, i'm i mostly just wanted to find a diagonal way to talk about the endless let's do it let's let's, (laughs) fuck the venture brothers man let's go let's talk about all three of those movies i don't know if gary told you but uh he recommended um i can't remember which it must have been the endless uh Mm -hmm to me uh i think based on your recommendation uh-huh. and i ended up watching uh the endless and the one that they released before that and maybe even one of the other ones too uh yeah um i get them i get the names confused uh, yeah, and it led up to me being extremely excited about them doing moon night for the mcu mm-hmm. Uh, a series that was is probably like my least favorite MCU thing that has ever happened. Oh, that's <laughs> so. fun! I, I, I love Moon Knight. So. <laughs> Let's fight about it. I, yep. I've seen you talk about it on Twitter, and I'm, I told Gary, I was like, we need to get colon for the Moon Knight episode because some, yeah. some one of us has to like this to be able to talk. about <laughs> it. <laughs> Oh, it'd just be you guys pummeling me from both sides. <laughs> I mean, I, that's that works too. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I I
0: happened to I, I liked the show. I, I liked that quite a bit, but also I had not really seen any MCU stuff outside of like the big 10 pole releases. Sure, so yeah. if, and having gone back and done a broader MCU or kind of like watch since what, since seeing Moon Knight, I, I recognize how little it has to do with anything. So,
1: yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, it's that. And I think a lot of that, a lot of the newer tv shows that mcu was doing are real yeah. like they're not for everybody that likes the mcu they're they're really filling in gaps of people that like specific things just like the comic books did right like yeah. i never read a bunch of moon knight comic books so why i went into the moon knight tv show expecting it to be like great for me mm-hmm. i don't know yeah <laughs> so um anyway we're here to talk yeah. about the venture brothers not we, we don't we don't, want to, we don't want to Days of future cast this, <laughs> that's that's fine uh but if you guys do a moon
0: Knight series or a moon Knight episode i will happily be on it
1: yeah um, we'll, we'll we'll get you involved on that i promise cool
0: um but yeah uh, uh, uh Milotti. yes she's she's in the b plot so we have the final arches rusty uh i love this uh he has not been late in a while so he figures the best way to do that as a as, as an incredibly wealthy person uh is to actively court a black widow um this woman named terry uh who uh you know seduces rich men marries them and then kills them you know figuring oh basically just very short sightedly focused on the first part of the sentence not necessarily worried about the last part of the
1: sentence and in, a, in a classic venture fashion, like it's all about the physical stuff, right? So like, and I love this. I don't know who plays this um, like hard detective guy, uh, but his <laughs> his dialogue is so on point when he's like, you know, are we on the same page? We're not on the same page. You're, you're in the funny papers. I'm in the opits. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Um, really, really funny. And like when he's like, you know, you, you know they he, she worships him and then she kills them and he's like well go back to the worshiping part that's <laughs> that's like what is it what exactly what specifically are we talking about and like he's just so honed in on the sex part that he does not care about anything else that's and, it, a, and like okay. it's a decent it's a decent like like if you're voicing Venture, this is this is not just getting a prostitute right like he's mm-hmm. he's it's almost like he's like i'm you know, I'm rich. I'm famous. I might as well get some benefits out of it. I might as well yeah. have women worship me out of their and like, and then I'll just have my bodyguard protect me.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. No worries. I can. I did. I can. I can completely take any danger out of this equation. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, that character who does who does that stuff in the cold open. That's uh. That's Night Dick. Uh mm-hmm. he, he featured in the first uh he was in the season six premiere as part of like what be- <laughs> what Hank calls basically the Avengers. Uh, <laughs> which which is real good. Uh he's kind of a combination uh ghost rider, Batman kind of guy. That's uh that's J- James Adomian, uh who's doing okay. that voice. Yeah, cool. Um so uh the two plots collide because the Black Widow also happens to be an old arch of Doctor and Mrs. the Monarch, back from her days as Lady O'Pair woof Woof. <laughs> uh yes, she she is Novia, the bride themed, uh, you know, superhero uh kind of person who apparently broke bad. Uh novia being Spanish for fiance. Uh
1: that's great. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Not much to say about um, the commentary on this one. Uh the boys just really like the episode, uh, which okay. lines up because I do too.
1: Yeah, this is this is fun from like, you know, a classic uh anytime they bring back um, Johnny, I I, I, I love this dude. Like his overarching like story for the series is great. Uh, Dr. Z is is amazing, Um, but all of this stuff. um, And then of course I haven't had a chance to talk about, I'm sure y'all have been talking about him a lot, but Clancy Brown is the red death. And this (sighs) is just like mind bogglingly. So good. I love Clancy Brown. So, so, so much uh, that I just, anytime he's in anything, I'm just obsessed with it.
0: Do, Do do you know the story of how they got him to be on the show? Not at all. Uh, we, we we talked about this in the first Red Death episode, but like the, the 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 introduction was made because one of the Venture Brothers producers happens to walk their dog at the same happened to walk their dog at the same park where Clancy Clancy Brown walked his dog. Okay, <laughs> and just that that that's how the connect was made, like oh you'll never guess who i who I run into semi frequently Clancy Brown, oh a word uh maybe you can give but would you be interested in being one of the best
1: characters of our later seasons? Yes, please, and thank you. <sighs> do you ever get the feeling that like it's just never going to work out for us because we just don't have <laughs> these connects like i had one of these situations when i got my first gig and as an actual like computer tech mm-hmm. um it was just i happened to be doing work for a guy who knew a different guy that owned a computer company and like i found out later that the guy hired me as a favor that he did not want to hire me at all but he hired me as a favor from this first guy that i had done some work for and uh-huh. then like became a really good employee and like we're all super friendly and everything's great um and i feel like that 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 was it like that was my that was my nepotism bonus yeah. or whatever that was my walk the same dog walking my dog in the same park as clancy brown and then getting this mm-hmm. kind of thing that happened because wow that's yeah. amazing
0: it's just ju- just just those just those weird coincidences yeah mm-hmm. no it like it kind of seems like the only good thing about living in new york or la or any of those places where actual things happen like i everything about it would be hell i i don't like being around other people but you know no clancy brown isn't walking his dog out here in ohio
1: with me you know no not at all yeah Yeah. and he stays away from the swamps very specifically (laughs) he's got a he's
0: got a particular phobia he
1: sees like archer he's afraid of gators yeah they they, (laughs) they filmed some of some of carnival down here and he was almost crucified so that's you know kind of a negative thing (laughs) yeah yeah
0: (laughs) I have no idea how much of that is true.
1: None. I, don't, I have okay. no idea either. I, I don't think Carnival was filmed down here, but like, could, could, could be wrong. There's a lot of desert in carnival. so who knows? <laughs> uh,
0: so we get our cold open at Vincenzo's restaurant. Uh, the Guild folks are here uh, doing a doing a meet uh, Phantom limb is uh, upset that uh, he is in his supervillain costume, where Doctor Miss the Monarch and Red Death are, um, uh, you know, incognito uh the cold open focuses on the other side of the uh, restaurant though where rusty and night dick are talking night dick has been doing some pi work and is handing over this file on a woman named Teresa died uh which is a pun on the uh actual scientific name of the black widow spider uh which there is you. fun um Perfect. laying out oh she's a black she's a black widow she walks into rich men's lives and treats them like gods then kills them um <laughs> And, uh, just to, you already mentioned the line, but, uh, you know, like, oh, rusty jokes, you know, saying like, oh, you know, by gives them the works, do you mean nowhere if it's off limits? It's like different or or are we on different pages, different pages? I'm on the obituaries. You're on the (laughs) the penthouse forum.
1: <laughs> and, and, I didn't know you had that written down in the notes when I made that joke earlier. So apologies, but yeah, that's, that's it's just so funny, dude. And then uh, the response where he's like, "Oh, now I just need her web address. Web address, Black <laughs> Widow. You get it, get it, get it." There's um, nothing to get but killed. She'll love you and leave you dead. <laughs> but like, absolutely great,
0: but N- night, Dick. So specifically, like those little bits of dialogue. Something that can be a little bit frustrating about the way the show is put together is they write separately. Uh, And there's very little like oversight between them on, you know, what script is, you know, I just they they don't really work together on scripts uh, at all, unless they are very specifically doing uh, a season premiere or a season finale, uh, usually. But you get some of these instances where a lot of their best work comes from a character kind of like bit that they tick on just while they're at the at the astro base they talk about this in the you know in the commentary just like oh we spent a whole day just in character as night dick doing these little one-liners just you know everything being you know the the like this would end a scene in csi miami Right, yeah, <laughs> you know that cadence, that particular delivery, where it's one way and then it's the other way, but delivered in the most grim, uh, you know, just as as a grim punchline, and like, oh yeah, like we we planned out like season season eight and nine could all be about uh Night Dick and his backstory oh, and his and oh his whole his whole deal, just because of that that improvising that they did back and forth with each other
1: you mentioned them talking about season 8 and 9 in, a, in the last episode and I, I don't think i could take the the heartache that is listening to them talk about plans for something that may not happen or yeah. is definitely not happening like i i, I just mm, ah, it would break my heart every time they say something about it mm-hmm. i couldn't handle the i couldn't handle the Uh, i can't even handle talking about it right now
0: (laughs) yeah no it's uh there's a lot about the commentary like the 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 commentary is like really combative uh in this in this season in a way that it hasn't been just that there have been times where it's like kind of like there's tension it's like these guys actually like each other they eventually Mm -hmm. like it eventually warms up and that goes away but like all of that you know kind of planting seeds for later uh that tragic irony is 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 a weird space to live in yeah yeah Um, but, um, you know, Rusty's not trying to stop her. He wants to date her, you know, again, because he is, he is fixated on, uh, on the sex. Uh, we get the the, kind of the title sting and then we cut over to the other side. Uh, what the guild people are here to do, which is to meet with, um, an ambassador from the Peril Partnership, uh, a a daredevil takeoff called Blind Rage.
1: Yeah. This dude sucks. Uh, (laughs) and it's, and it's a a pretty classic, like, uh, shitty guy from the get go. Um, (laughs) Because he's like he talks about how uh he comes in, he's like, you know, where's the something? Don't don't worry, I'm just kidding. I can use my radar to find uh to find anything, including like he points at the table, like he's having a drink, and he looks at um Dr. Mrs. the Monarch and says, you know, I can even tell that your boobs are coming out of your bras. It's your monthly. Ha, I'm just kidding. I could smell it if it was. It's just yeah. like super fucking gross. And like yeah. and and Dr. Mrs. the Monarch is is doing the thing where she's like actively trying to run the guild in a, in a professional way mm-hmm. uh, but red death is like I am going to murder this man in this in this establishment immediately and she so has to like back him down I don't yeah. know why it's charming that she just calls him red she's like red oh. I, it's not worth it it's just very nice
0: <laughs> I, I it's, it's the the other side you know so the the, the thing about the guild it's very, all of the um uh all, all of the bureaucracy is very funny uh but the collegial respect that is extended is also very cute and charming Charming. exactly like, yeah she she respects red death as a person you know like she wanted him on the council <laughs> it's really funny uh in uh, it it is funny and also humanizing like uh it it is good in a show when characters like each other as opposed to viewing each other just as opportunities for jokes you yep. know to to be fired mm-hmm.
1: off yeah or worse like kind of not acknowledging each other until the plot needs them to right yes. like creating i think that's the difference between like a, a really good show and just a just an average show is like creating that world around them and creating that like you know, shorthand or small talk or whatever mm-hmm. it is, but that camaraderie between characters that can even exist off screen makes it so much more evocative. It makes you think that this is a world you're getting a window in on as opposed to a TV show that is made specifically to be watched.
0: Yeah. I, I use this example all the time, but um, uh, it's something that uh, like where Bob's burgers stands in contrast to like especially later a Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, which is in Late Era Simpsons, everybody is very clearly making jokes to the audience, whereas the characters in Bob's Burgers are talking to and listening to each other and trying to make each other laugh. Yeah. Is that's
1: a, that's is, a really- is the huge part of it yeah that's an astute observation like i because I, I definitely feel like bob's burger is, is way better than modern day simpsons oh yeah so. uh,
0: not not an especially high bar to clear but <laughs> <laughs> i
1: actually I, you know I, I say that i I probably like when i say like late era simpsons i'm probably actually talking about like early 2000s which is probably when i started falling off of it so y- yeah y- <laughs> who knows i have, I really have no i haven't checked in on the simpsons in so fucking long like i have no idea what it's like now so maybe it's gotten good again but i I yeah. can't imagine that it that it's still rolling like that
0: Gary had a period about a year and a half ago where he was incredibly season thirty one pilled on The Simpsons. He's like, Fuck, "Oh, it's Gary. actually pretty good."
1: <laughs> just, just, just for that, I'm taking over the rest of this podcast. You don't get to be on the orb anymore, just because you. I don't, and, and look, don't come at me on Twitter either, at Gary Buh. I don't care. I don't. I don't care about season thirty one of The Simpsons, and this is my podcast now. Take that, and I. I, I weirdly, I
0: have no say in the decision. Contractually, <laughs> yeah. you can just do that. <laughs> you signed the paper work you knew what was possible (laughs) (laughs) that's what i get for trusting
1: you uh (laughs) we uh we cut over to the meteor base uh where uh or i guess we actually didn't talk about what they're here to talk about right like the 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 peril partnership basically uh wants kickbacks from them because they had this agreement with the walrus guy um which and now the walrus guy is on the council i he they want this they want the same arrangement with uh the guild yeah and uh and so it's a choice between hey either pay us and we'll go away or we're going to make your life an absolute misery
0: yeah and so, wide whales like, yeah, I know. Just, just well, let's just keep the keep the same arrangement. The you know the vote the the vote to appease them goes through, but not everybody is happy with it. Like Phantom Limb says, "Are we going to let them treat us like chumps?" Um, Red Death definitely wants nothing to do with paying them anything, and he's mm-hmm. gonna you know seek his own uh, his own arrangement here. That's going to be what he does while everybody is doing their uh, their final arches. So um, yeah uh the next order of business is that final arch thing where dr miss the monarch says nothing in the council charter says we need to be 13 you know like that was just a flourish that the that the sovereign did you know because he was just a weird ostentatious guy we can reconstitute the council with however many however many people we want but in order to do that we need to drop our active villain status which means final arches. And this is where watching Ward come out, you know, say, oh boy, we worked really hard on this. You know, we did tons of research. Mm-hmm. We think that you're going to love what we give you here. And they pass out the envelopes.
1: I even love the like actual envelopes, right? Like this, this, they spent a lot of time on the stationery, um, mm-hmm. and it's just, it, it just shows like you could tell they, they put a lot of thought and a lot of work into this and it made it really, really nice. Yeah.
0: That's uh that's all doc hammer. Like uh, all of the graphic, uh, the graphic design stuff and document design. Uh, it's all, uh, it's all his layout stuff.
1: um, we switch from here over to uh, Rusty to trying to. Is this a dating profile or is this like a Facebook situation? Because they mentioned like seeing pictures of this uh, of Terry, the the Black Widow stand in, um, mm-hmm. but not being able to like see the rest of her photos until they're friends. So I, I, I didn't know if this was like a. Um, Tinder situation, or if this was just like a Facebook Twitter situation, I couldn't really get a, get the get the feeling I, for
0: this I, I think I think it's a Facebook thing, um uh, uh, because in a later episode, it is alluded that uh, this doesn't go well. Um, and Rusty continues stalking her. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Yeah. Good so, job. <laughs> Way to go, Uh But uh, you know, he wants to see because you know the 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 first photo. You know, just uh, we we learn what it is because it says, oh, maybe in the next one she removes her hand bra. You know, like, real uh, real racy uh but uh they 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 need to be friends so rusty you know says like all right well he suggests all these really uh over-the-top things you know perhaps we should send her a flower made of punctuation (laughs) (laughs) um Um, and and hank's like oh that's uh that's real uh that's a little bit desperate it's desperate and stupid and brock is like what in the world are you thinking
1: Yeah, this is this is too it's incredibly stupid. Like you, you're you're just being you're just being dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rusty mentions that he hasn't had sex since Hank's graduation, um, and is still just kind of obsessed with this idea of having this person like who just wants him for his money, just but to pretend to worship him. Yeah. Um, and and the line read that you haven't here, which I, I don't want to be laughed at, denied, or even feel like the pathetic man I really I clearly am, uh, <laughs> almost feels like it's it's it feels like it could just be a throwaway gag, but it feels like the combination of Dr. Venture's character over seven seasons of TV, right? Like, I mean, it's just him finally acknowledging, like, oh, this is actually who I am, and leaning into like the 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 shitty parts of his personality of going like, well, yeah, I, instead of accidentally doing this, I'm going to go out of my way to do it and then make it as good for me as possible. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's,
0: it's, it's, it's a moment where the, 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 the extremeness of his involuntary celibacy has, a, a has pushed him to uh, startling heights of self-awareness that he would not otherwise not have
1: reached. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> in the background in this, remind me, uh, I know Hank. There's the little floating car thing that's all crashed in Hank's Hank's room. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that the one that he was using to to kind of. Um because he was using it in new york right because i remember it from the compound but he was using it in new york to do something i couldn't remember what it was from when i was watching it
0: yeah it was uh yeah that's the hover car uh that uh that jj had developed he was using mm-hmm. it to deliver pizzas but he was also using it to uh to get into serena's uh that's, bedroom okay that's yes. what i thought
1: yeah that's what i thought but i couldn't remember yeah so. and
0: Thank wide you. wide whales goons uh busted it up that's, uh, yeah. yeah okay
1: cool well, i'll come yeah. together
0: yeah um Um, but Terry messages them back and Hank is like, gentlemen, the spider has taken the fly, which is funny because Hank, that fly is your dad.
1: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, we jump over to, uh, to the Monarch house, uh, where Dr. of the Monarch has informed the Monarch that she's not going to be an active supervillain anymore. And he's taken it rather, rather badly. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, he, he he yells a little bit and then he opens the secret uh, hatch to his basement and like stomps down it and slams the, the library door <laughs> in her face, which is very funny to me. Yeah. The idea of having like a secret door, like bookshelf door, and then like slamming it in someone's face. I think it's <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah. And Uh, 21 is doing his best here to comfort (laughs) Dr. Mrs. The Monarch, saying stuff like he's not going to commit suicide or anything. And she's like, what are you even talking about? Uh Uh, And he's just trying to comfort her, like saying, like, he might be mad, but he's not going to do anything extreme. And she's like, I wasn't even thinking that. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Like, stop it. Uh, Whatever you think is helping, just stop, please. Uh Yeah. she opens up her, uh, her, uh, final arch envelope and, uh, it, you know, describes, Oh, your greatest failure as a villain was back in your lady au pair days. Uh, you know, when she was a, na- a nanny themed <laughs> supervillain who went around committing crimes with her moppets. Uh, yes, the moppets come back delighting nobody. Uh, <laughs> But your greatest failure, you attempted to steal the faith the the faith diamond. Um and uh, and you were stopped. And we get this flashback. I love this gag. She's you know, you know, take it taking the diamond, and then just in the background, you hear these little explosions going off These all pop, pop. It's like, I told you to stop opening the cashbacks.
1: <laughs> and these little idiots come out and are like, of course we're not doing that. And they're just covered with the ink that Bank uses to that banks <laughs> used to, you know, prevent this very thing. Um very good gag. I I, I despise the moppets in almost oh, every yeah. single scene that they're in. Uh I just it's it's probably one of the worst running gags of the show in my mm-hmm. mind. Um uh but uh but they're not here long because novia novia comes in uh you mentioned before she's like a uh like a bridal themed superhero which is very amusing to me like i just mm-hmm. the idea of like the bridal gown being like a costume is very funny
0: <laughs> the fact that she fights with like an exploding bouquet oh
1: yeah <laughs> um i don't know how far you've gotten into uh i just there's a there's a wet there's a weapon in elden ring that looks exactly like this chick's weapon i don't want to spoil it in case people don't know about it but like oh, there's yeah. a npc that uses like this weapon and it's just very funny to me when i saw that i was like oh <laughs> i'm gonna make a novia g- g- uh g- 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 gimmick account in elden ring yeah.
0: put, 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 put on put on the maid or the maiden's gear uh
1: and uh, exactly up.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> just uh you use all the all of the uh the perfumer uh consumables and stuff.
1: Yep, yep, Yeah. Uh when you and Gary were talking about the uh let me solo her and like all of its variations that uh-huh. have happened since then, that was one of them is let me marry her and it's just a guy, but he's carrying the bouquet of flowers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, I, I man, I, I'm such a I'm such a mark for the let me blank her or let oh, her blank y- me.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> i uh i I ran dual twin blades not to turn this into bonfires that's right i ran dual twin blades for a while and um i just i changed my name because you can do that now which is great i love Uh the fact that you're even able to but i just let me blender them and uh (laughs) (laughs) it was one of the one of the later game fights where there's two guys and they bleed real easy so it was was Mm -hmm. a lot of fun oh that's good oh man anyway sorry uh Uh, uh, novia appears uh and she takes the diamond and she uh just basically you know thwarts lady O'Pair and her goons um, yeah. and we we jump back into the present with phantom limb i'm glad you made a note of this because i just don't get why phantom limb has just chicks <sighs> hanging out like giving him like feet rubs like invisible foot rubs
0: like so this this is a reference it doesn't make sense for phantom limb but this is uh specifically a visual uh, allusion to our man flynn
1: oh okay yeah uh got no me on idea. that one <laughs> i've never i've
0: never seen that movie i just it, it was it was talked about in the commentary and then corroborated by the wiki so
1: okay dr hammer you got me on that one because I have no <laughs> idea what you, what that what you're doing there um but he calls his uh arch and they make arrangements to, to go to meet at the bridge in the in central park uh like old school like like gentlemen and, uh, <laughs> i was very surprised at who this was at the end of the episode. I'm very delighted. It's 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 real
0: good. Uh, also, real good as wide whales arch. We we don't get to see any of this happen, but yeah, you know, he's a big New York mob guy. So of course his last last arch would be Curtis Slewa, uh, the founder of the Guardian Angels. The Guardian Angels is such a funny concept. Yes, like, absolutely. It's so dorky. Like let's send out beret wearing karate
1: vigilantes. <laughs> <laughs> so- so it's like uh, dumb and dorky i love it yeah
0: but he sends Rocco out to go beat him up for him because wide whale is wide whale uh dr z's final arch is uh of course it's johnny we have only one word for you that word is johnny uh and then we get a shot for shot recreation of an actual johnny quest bit uh, is it really yeah <laughs> The the only thing that they changed was you know so Johnny Quest's uh, little little childhood friend uh, who went along or mm-hmm. it, yeah was uh you know was was an Indian um a, a young Indian boy so they decided well how can we make Johnny Quest more offensive what if we made that person an actual you know native american a different a different kind of indian um so that that, that, that's what they changed but like this is like a full-on style parody and shot for shot of dr z uh ordering his goons to shoot johnny's dog and then an anubis mask falling onto the dog and scaring off dr z's bungling (laughs) henchman
1: you're a bungler (laughs) <laughs> it's God. very funny uh I, lo- I love all of the old school like anytime they, they flash back to dr c and johnny it's it's just it's, it frees a lot of warmth to my heart uh we check in on radical left uh who uh i don't know if we've seen his house before but i, I love no, the, we have ha- okay i love <laughs> it's very much i don't know if they talk about this but you've seen like the um it's a common meme format image where it's the two like beach houses and one is like super super black and goth and one is like super pink um but they're directly next to one another <laughs> um and in the and, and, and like the visual and it looks just like that where it's just like one <laughs> side is completely like nice and painted and the other side is just garbage uh, <laughs> and it's very funny to me
0: god the, the the whole the whole concept for radical left like i i really wish you know so, To spend any time on Radical Left in the Venture Brothers movie would be a mistake, probably, because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just not much... Uh, like there, there's more important stuff to get to, uh, in that limited time, you know, in the 90 minutes that you're going to have, but, uh, man, if we just got a, like a radical left focus episode, it's such a good concept. And I love this like character and delivery. Um, his final arch is right wing, which just happens to be his clean cut half, you know, <laughs> kind of the, 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 Reg- the, you know, the, the, the real horse, the real, uh, wholesome Reagan era, you know, mm-hmm. kind of guy. <laughs> it's like, take your best shot. <laughs> this time don't absorb me again um, and uh, th- th- this is just a little bit later but it's such a brief cutaway uh, kind of underlining that they are two different people who, who have been, who have merged and they don't um, and they don't share a consciousness they settle it by playing clue with each other perfect
1: absolutely perfect um I, yeah i i I am 100 percent here for them just playing clue with one another to settle this out like like gentlemen i guess um it's very funny to me um, yeah we skip over to dragoon and red mantle uh who are a little bit shook about their potential arch uh who it could be so they decide to just chill out Uh, put on some dinner and watch Downton Abbey. Um, And they make a couple of like real deep, not real deep, but like they make some good Downton Abbey jokes, which makes me think that these, the the boys probably had watched some Downton Abbey at this point, by the time this came out. uh, It's it's very funny. (laughs) I
0: I love the joke. Uh, Dragoon's like, oh, I love that Violet. Uh, It'd be great to double team her. And Red (laughs) Mantle's like, like we have a choice. (laughs)
1: Like we have a (laughs) choice we gotta that's the only way we can do it this is... and then there's a lot of goofs about uh um, al from home improvement uh because they could just take that dude or something and i just it's really funny like he's I, I don't know if they're saying that he's too nice to fight them or he's uh just like too much of a pushover to fight back so they can uh-huh. just but man it feels like i've always kind of wanted to bully al a little bit even when i was like watching home improvement back in the day like i just felt like even as a teenager i was like I could probably make that dude give me his lunch money. Yeah. Probably. And and I don't think that about very many people in my life. Mm-hmm. So
0: He just he just presented as such a weenie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, take 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 that Richard Carn. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you wish you were hosting family feud again.
1: Come on oh is that what he did after home improvement i didn't, I didn't keep up keep up with the owl universe <laughs> you,
0: you didn't keep up with the expanded richard carnivores mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah he 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 hosted a, a a family feud for a little while before uh i think uh i don't know if steve harvey took over from him but it was yeah for like the late 90s early 2000s wow
1: well, that's um uh that's just Steve harvey's show in my mind, so I can't yeah. even imagine Al doing that at all. Just,
0: so. He 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 tricks people into saying smutty things and then mugs for the camera. I know it's really perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and Red Death, he doesn't care about this final arching at all. He uh uh has his own business to settle with. Blind Rage walks up and then just does the uh the the Jason Bourne knockout in one punch on him.
1: Gotta love it uh we're going to go back and check in on Rusty where they have recruited Dean uh it's it's always amazing to me how uh like drama adjacent dean is like he's just mm-hmm. he, he just wants to be a theater kid like that's all he's ever wanted to be is just a theater kid um and he's halfway there he's already homeschooled so he's uh-huh. like 60 percent into being a theater kid because <laughs> those, those go hand in hand hey um, i was i was a theater kid and i wasn't homeschooled i i was a theater kid and that's how i know there's a bunch of weird homeschooler guys that show up <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was unnamed apostle in uh the whatever the seven brothers thing is um, oh yeah our jesus christ superstar was the one um, yeah, yeah I, I was unnamed apostle and was told not to sing because i was bringing everybody down
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, jeremy it's it's real depressing we got oh dude it's yeah, yeah i was uh, it wasn't even depressing it was just bad they were like "Yeah, hey, you're <laughs> messing everybody up you can't we can hear you and we don't oh, need to and i'm like okay cool yeah. uh yeah. good times um But yeah, so it's just when he shows up with the bridal veil uh, and is pretending to be um, the, you know, the black widow that Rusty is going in and the whole thing is set up so that Rusty can avoid being killed by her. Uh I just it's it's very it's 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 funny, uh, but also it's so incredibly stupid, like throughout the whole thing that you're just shaking your head the entire time that you're laughing at it because it's just so dumb. Like, what are you guys doing? What is this?
0: (laughs) uh th- this is one of the annoying things on the wiki is like it's pointed out in the trivia which is like nobody notices the logical contradiction that she wouldn't try to kill rusty on the first date she she marries them and then kills them and to me it's like ah, i don't know it that I, that can't be the criticism if it's just like oh the entire premise of the sh- of the of the episode is bad
1: i uh, yeah it, dude it's i it, going through the wiki on any show that you watch is some yeah. of the most like ridiculous shit in the world. It's um, a terrible idea. Yeah. It, like the trivia seconds, section specifically has gotten, I think, dramatically worse um, throughout like the lifetime of me being on the internet because like people don't understand understand what trivia is mm-hmm. they just state facts <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like a like they really just want to be it's that that pedantic urge coming through That yeah. like, but, and that's got to be the people that wait you know things like wikis attract um but man i i, I do not doubt that, that that there's some dumb shit in there about the venture brothers um, yeah
0: it, it's uh it's it's one of those things where the people who populate the wiki cannot be the same people who edit it and exactly and... yeah the nature of wiki communities, there are people who do, you know, really like my our job. Our jobs would be infinitely harder without the people who do that work. So, don't want to sound unappreciative. However, the nature of how wikis are put together means that that conflict is always going to be there, and it is going to result in a product where it's like, why is this on here?
1: We had a uh, a running bit on Monster of the Week. Um, on just one specific episode where we talked about how one of the characters was a virgin. Okay. Um, and so it, it, we just, we, we kept joking about it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the Supernatural Wiki and I'm just oh. going to type in. So I registered <laughs> the <laughs> podcast email address. I had to sign up go to fandom.wiki or whatever. And then I put it in there and I swear to God, it, not even to the end of the podcast, but like four or five minutes later we were banned. We'd gotten kicked off the Wiki. <laughs> like just that <laughs> quick. Just because I said Dean was a virgin in one episode. That was it. <laughs> That was the, over the line, and I was like, "Okay, well, that's fine. I guess I won't. I guess I, I guess they're going to keep us down.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm going to start my own wiki." <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, I'm yeah, I'm definitely not going to do that because, as you mentioned, like it's way too much work to do that shit. So yes, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> but they're uh, they're they're war gaming all of these different scenarios. Like, okay, you know, don't kiss her. She could have a vial of acid uh, that she uh, that she breaks on you, uh, secreted between her gum and her lip. You know, hydrochloric okay. acid, dead in eighteen hours. You know, don't grab her hand because, you know, she may there may be a, a hidden blade or a false fingernail that'll poison you. You know, just like just running through like, but what if I take her to the hot tub? You know, water dissolves poison, I can see all of her weapons, and I get to see the goods as a bonus. <laughs> like, You you asshole. But she doesn't want to go to the hot tub. You know, Dean, you know, just he he does a very good job at this. He's he's aware of, of, you know, what the game here is like, oh, it's too cold. You know, can I just sit down on the couch? And wow, while, while Hank comes out and does this whole big thing about the will, and Rusty's like, oh, don't worry, I have a huge life insurance policy. You'll be taken care of. Dean pours him a drink and hands it to him. Uh, Rusty takes a sip of it without thinking, and Dean says... You just ingested a lethal dose of tetradotoxin, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and again, you know, uh, I think it's Dean is the one that's like, all right, let's run it again, people like taking over <laughs> that theater kid like uh, i'm gonna you know I'm the director of the show or whatever. Um, yep, very funny stuff um we We finally see who phantom limbs uh, arc is, and it's Hunter. Um, They they meet each other in Central Park. They do the whole uh, Whistling Ohio thing. uh, (laughs) And they are there to uh, and it's like it's very I I don't get this. Um, I, I get it but like when they whip out the rulers and they start talking about measuring from the top or the base or whatever. And there it's a literal Dick measuring contest between the two of these <laughs> very like if I feel like if you had this competition with somebody, you would just have already solved it by now. Like I, I didn't <laughs> think that this would be like a revisit to when you're, when you're old kind of situation.
0: I, I <laughs> The way that I read it is they've been tangling with each other for so long that they just independently decided that this is what it's been about anyway.
1: So let's settle it. <laughs> uh, that's yeah I, I guess that this is the only thing we have to fight we fight over right like, yeah that's yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I guess that's good. Um, so, so, so
0: are we measuring from the top, from the base? Let's try to keep a little dignity. Hey, you guys are measuring your dicks in the largest public park in the, the largest city park in the country. Like, yeah. I don't know how much dignity there is to be there's, had here. There's literally
1: no dignity left. Um, <laughs> but that's okay, because this scene doesn't last long and it gets us to what is probably my favorite scene of the of the episode, which is uh, Red Death, who has, uh, after knocking Blind Death out, has tied into the train tracks and goes on an extended monologue about uh, vil- like old school villainy. Um, he talks about like the mechanics of, of fear and suspense. And like, mm-hmm. you know, the reason it worked is because they were ticking clocks. Now they're all digital. Um, there's, you know, it works because you have a slight hope to get away. Like maybe you can, maybe you, maybe you can attire yourself. Uh, and it just, of course, Clancy Brown can deliver anything in this in this voice and just have it be perfection and it works so so well i just i love it i love it like when he starts to get into it though there's the train the train is coming tick 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 is it on this track
0: tick 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 (laughs) it's so good because like he he can red death can obliterate whoever he wants he has a he has a spectral steed that he rides and he can uh use his scythe to send energy blasts that have been shown to be able to destroy buildings like, if he wanted to, he could just end end blind rage. No, like he is dedicated to the craft in a way that, like that that's kind of been the uh, the the the, uh, the the monarch's whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like it's about the show, it's about doing it right, you know. It just uh, it, uh, he's had plenty of chances to do whatever he wants to with with, with rusty, but it has to be ostentatious because he's he, he's in it for the hate. Right yeah. And Red Death mm-hmm. is like the actual functional version of that. Um, and you can just tell that he has a passion for the craft, uh, you know, not just because you know blind rage is a complete dick who disrespected a colleague of his, but just this is this is what he
1: does. Exactly. Yeah. Um. He's just he's just a professional villain, and he's good at it. Like he's not <laughs> he, he's not trying to pretend to be something. He's not. He is just this villainous and this evil, and he kind of gets off a little bit on it too. Mm-hmm. At the same time, yeah. Um. <laughs> r- love Red Death so much, and everything about this dude rules uh, <laughs> so good. But uh, he flies uh, off.
0: We we don't see if Blind Rage dies. You know if it's on the right track or not. But mm-hmm. yeah. The the, uh, the 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 boys like to keep their toys out of the out of the toy box
1: uh dr z goes to the rehab center because of course that's where johnny is uh the the, i love this little bit where the uh, check-in lady at the rehab clinic keeps calling him john instead of johnny Um, (laughs) and dr z is like why do you must must you insist on calling him john (laughs) like he (laughs) just does the whole thing um and eventually she like relents because it's not visiting hours but she's like oh you came a long way so she lets johnny visit uh, lets him visit johnny um yeah and, uh, well, he, he says
0: something super heartbreaking, which is, you know, like, oh, you know, ever since Dr. Quest, you know, ever, ever since his father died, Johnny's all that I have left, which I mean, it's not all that it's not all that he has. But that's that's how he feels. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's real sad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gosh, just the 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 the, the codependence uh, that that kind of underlines these these arch relationships is is a, is a beautiful thing
1: it really is something isn't it (laughs) yeah like Like, they just i mean it's just every single one of these characters you would think you either either hate them or or love them but you end up just like feeling pity for them like they're just all (laughs) pitiful despicable people
0: yeah uh but he's happy with this he's happy that she's gonna cut him a break oh you're very kind i will spare your life you know just just playing into it very cute and she's Mm. she's playing along it's great um,
1: it's, it's good.
0: And Red Mantle and Dragoon, they decide to, you know, let's watch another episode of Down Abbey, just procrastinating further.
1: Because mm-hmm. um, you have to watch more. You can't watch one episode of Down Abbey. It's, <laughs> you just have to keep watching it. You get addicted. <laughs> um, now we go back to uh, Dr. Mrs. the Monarch, who has dressed up in her old outfit, uh, which is remarkably bad. Like, I don't know if y'all <laughs> talked about this when she first shows up in this thing, but like, it's just... <laughs> As good as they are at in, inventing all of these superheroes, um, they're almost sometimes better at dressing them in terrible things because this is just, this just feels like something that you would be ashamed of having worn in your past, right? Oh, yeah. Like, th- there's things I look back on my Jinko phase and I'm like, not a good situation. <laughs> like, this is, this feels like her Jinko phase. Yeah. Me, me with my Hawaiian shirt phase in middle school. There you go. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You were 20 years too early on that one, Cole.
0: <laughs> is, is that too early? Have Hawaiian shirts come back around?
1: Um, yeah, I've seen like, I don't know if how, I'm not like fashion guru guy, but like I've seen, uh-huh. I've seen, I've seen folks like starting to wear, uh, Hawaiian shirts and stuff. Oh, um, that's and, a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's, I, there was, there was an extended like meme for a while. I felt like I saw four or five videos of people, uh, all like for surprise birthday parties, getting Hawaiian shirts with like the birthday person's face on them um and and shit like that like i i I don't know man who knows yeah
0: if you're you're doing a dan flashes thing that's fine but just a hawaiian a hawaiian shirt i don't know yeah
1: yeah i don't know either dude it's very (laughs) weird fashion always extremely fucking weird
0: (laughs) yeah but she shows up in this dumpy outfit and she's walking down she's mortified just embarrassed Mm -hmm. and 21 is there in a in a a full-size moppet costume which is fun uh he's got the he's got the ringlet wig on it and 21 is alarmed that this tracker is taking them right to Ventec tower like uh, not only uh, you know is the monarch angry because you're quitting villainy but also like we we can't be anywhere near venture when this happens he's gonna lose his mind
1: exactly yeah um i i like that the, the- 21 has become like such an integral part of this like family unit of the mm-hmm. monarchs that he just doesn't even bat an eye at dressing up like a Moppet, like a, <laughs> Moppet's who have literally tried to murder him in the past. Uh-huh. Uh killed his best funny. friend.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: They eventually see Novia, who is of course standing outside the front door. She, as you mentioned earlier, is going to be the, the is the, also the black widow character that Rusty has been lusting after all episode. Um. And, uh, dr mrs the monarch starts getting cold feet she starts trying to pull back like i don't want to do this but 21 just jumps up and novia is like are you Tim? you're big I-, I didn't know you could get big like she <laughs> seems so very confused right out the gate like recognizes the outfit but doesn't understand why this person is big and then 21's <laughs> explanation is also extremely weird <laughs> <laughs>
0: i forget what he says what's he say
1: oh he, she, he's like well you know it's 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 we, it, i'm not really one of those i'm just uh, you know i'm kind of a, an assistant or like maybe a sidekick <laughs> depending on who you're looking for like it, it's obviously just nonsense like doesn't yeah. make any sense um yeah and <laughs> the, the, one of the, the one of the weird things is that um at this point dr mrs the monarch starts showing up and uh she calls her he calls her excuse me she calls or sheila and i keep forgetting that her name is sheila because Sheila was my mom's name so it's always oh. just weird when it, when it comes up on the show so yeah uh, it's
0: strange. uh it, we learned that back in season three but uh mm-hmm. it it is never it's it, it has not really been established you know the, she she kind of doesn't have a name you know yeah dr Business the monarch yeah yeah we, we we have we have to call her that it is a name so unwieldy that when i take notes i have to write it dmm uh <laughs> yeah but like I I, like I I love this incredibly awkward situation like uh dr miss the monarch just is trying to slip away into the cracks between the sidewalk and is just saying like oh my gosh you look so great it's you know it's like seeing uh you know it's it's like seeing an old axe who's like thriving more than you want them to or something exactly like, oh, oh gosh and she, yeah, you know, she's just lost her nerve and is you know like sobbing she's really really emotional uh, because it's just it's just bringing up a lot and she is not really that certain about, you know, where she's at and is just, or and, and Terry's just doing her best to, like, comfort her and kind of being a little bit condescending, but I can't blame her because this mess just walks right up and catches you off guard.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, this is just out of nowhere and you have no, like, capacity. And it shakes her. Like, we're going to see towards the end of the episode, it's, it's it kind of shakes her up a little bit. Yeah. um, Which is, like... Classic Venture Brothers thing where you think that this is going to be like a wacky, cartoonish situation where they meet up and it turns into like this big emotional moment. Like, where, you know, because mm-hmm. even, you know, Mrs. The Monarch is, is he, she just gets like, kind of into her feelings about it of like, I've got all of this stuff happening. And like, it just gets kind of, yeah. And it's, I, I have fully expected this to be like a fight scene, right? Like mm-hmm. but they, they just always undercut your expectations.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it's worse for Dr. Mrs. The monarch that it worked out this way, you know, like, Oh yes. my gosh, my,
1: you know, I, I
0: cried into my arch enemy's shoulder, you know, and she, you know, comforted me. Like that's, it's humiliating.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh
0: back down at the uh, the rehab center Dr. Z and Johnny are talking in the you know in the in the lab and Dr. Z is just coming on way too strong I'm like oh I got permission for you to come live with me and you know me and my wife just like hey can we take you you know take you in um and he uh, Johnny is just kind of being silent and Dr. Z also unravels on this and I'm like oh you know just a just uh, you, you could come here and be partners you know platonically well not like plato and you know because you know the him and him and boys you know, the classic greeks am i right and if, <laughs> and if that's where the your conversation goes you, you have just steered, to back up
1: yeah, yeah you, you have steered <laughs> your car into a bridge embankment you need to get out of this conversation immediately back <laughs> away back away that's, immediately that's why you carry smoke bombs oh man um and and you know johnny calls this out and he's like oh man maybe you could just like blow me a couple of bucks and he's like oh okay cool uh and they they do the classic thing where they uh you know johnny is like do you want me to go like run and hide or something like if this is your like do you want me to like and i I love the fact that they'll kind of like role play as these things like it's just constantly showing that this whole thing is a complete charade uh, charade from the very beginning so Mm -hmm
0: yeah it's uh it it is it is both sweet and sad and that is a wonderful intersection to exist at
1: yep Mm -hmm. (laughs) really good stuff um Uh. (laughs) we uh we finally red dragon and dragon opened their letter uh uh after several episodes of downton abbey uh and oh hey they They've outlived everybody they won yep. <laughs> all of their enemies are deceased uh really this. really funny moment that this is
0: all of those dead jerks can suck it <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <laughs> boy that guy from home improvement really dodged a bullet tonight
1: <laughs> absolutely he did
0: <laughs> oh man uh just a, just wonderful they they, they won yeah um, so, and then the, uh, the, the episode closes out, uh, with, uh, with Rusty, uh, who ends up poisoning himself or being poisoned by Brock because he is, uh, pale, sunken eyed and sweaty and completely delirious. I can't yep. hold himself upright when he's talking to her. Um, and you know, she's put off because she's more focused on this, this, this meeting that was down there. It's like, oh, you are. It, you are unafraid of saying anything he says oh it's i'm so hopped on all this atropine theophylline and anti-venom that brock gave me so like they just loaded him up with every kind of antidote and it and it poisoned him
1: and it actively poisoned him which is i mean you know classic venture brothers like what we, by the time it's time to steal the deal he's just physically unable to do it um brock is of course like in the bushes uh with the laser rifle like but trained on her th- the whole time uh <laughs> And when Rusty finally, like, collapses, like, trying to, like, lean in for a kiss, I think, like, you could see the, the, um, the pointer laser, like, chip to her head. And she's like, I didn't do that. (laughs) like, I had nothing to do with this. (laughs) She holds her hands up, like, yeah, no, please don't shoot me. Um, Um, and that's going to finish up that plot for a while, um, until, but one last scene with Dr. Mrs. Monarch, who is riding in the vehicle with, uh, 21, uh, who, I don't know if we specifically called this out, but like he has started to embrace change and he wants to yeah. start with getting the, uh, his ponytail, uh, cut off. And, uh, man, she has nothing good to, good to say about this ponytail. Like it's bad. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> it smells weird. And the whole nine <laughs> it's just really gross. It's, it smells, smells like LA looks it's yeah. like I, I never get over the wet look. So he's got this
0: eighties ass ponytail. Super gross. Ugh. Um, but, uh, you know, he tries to comfort her saying, well, you didn't vomit until after she was gone, (laughs) but she got the last laugh anyway, because while she was, uh, you know, hugging her and all that, uh, she lifted her pocketbook. Uh, so, you know, uh, little miss fancy got herself arched, uh, then we get credits and the post credits is, uh, the council going around and, uh, declaring whether or not they're going to stay, uh, wide whale uh uh is gonna back out of the council because he you know just wants to continue being a mobster um and uh phantom limb uh gets up and you know declares himself you know, like yes, I'll be on the council uh, and I might add that i was uh that last night I was mighty in my victory like an inch mightier
1: <laughs> what a uh, weird brag like <laughs> n- nobody knows that dude man like what are you <laughs> yeah. oh you petty
0: man. Um, and then uh, the question turns to Dr. Miss, the monarch who kind of, you know, sweats, sweats the question and doesn't really answer um, the commentary. They talk about like, oh, we, we, we really hope that people understand. They're like, yeah, no, she, she absolutely accepted, but she didn't expect the question to be that hard to answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, There was going to be another post credits where uh, Hunter uh, was going to be berating the, uh, the, the, the doctor. Uh, who did his sexual sex reassignment surgery uh dr volcano uh the weird uh, mumbly voice guy who's voiced by brendan small uh mm-hmm. berating him for uh for reattaching his penis correctly and uh, in, uh, incorrectly uh so I'm like oh it was you know it was, it was longer when you took when you took it off um i'm happy that uh, they
1: banned it on the on the uh
0: original you know, the, yeah, the, the
1: one that's kind did. of a, yeah kind of a dumb joke um yep. and it ends i think it ends perfectly the way it is because it like does leave this question in the air a, a little bit but like you, you kind of know what's going to happen with her so um mm-hmm. and don't, don't need anything past that also yep. this post, post credit scene is really long right it is yeah it's, it's a lot longer than usual because autumn was getting up to make dinner as soon as the episode ended and it ended up just standing <laughs> in the living room for like a, a solid 45 seconds to, <laughs> until the thing was over yeah Um, what a great episode though uh Mm -hmm. like it's 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 you know we don't get the like crazy super villainy wackery that we did in the last episode but like just some really like surprisingly emotional stories at the same time Mm -hmm. it being some some real like how dumb is this universe uh moments (laughs) which is which is always really fun for me
0: yeah it's a it's a good mix you know i -hmm. just uh, i think i said it earlier but like it exists at some really good intersections um well thank you very much uh for uh for for hopping on and uh for covering for Gary while he has the, the as the covid it's been a good time
1: it's uh, been a great time i love yeah. talking about the venture brothers uh where can people find you uh best place is twitter at JGGreer. greer uh, I do podcasts, so I do podcasts with Gary on the Duckfeed Network called Days of Future Cast. If you like comic books, which if you're watching Venture Brothers, you probably do. <laughs> uh, I also do a podcast about the TV show Merlin from 2008 called Still His Kingdom Keeps, which if you're watching the Venture Brothers, you probably don't watch. Just saying, <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't seem a lot of overlap. But if you like magic, um, that's, a, that's a good place to go to. I, I usually retweet all that stuff on the Twitter. So at JG Greer is where to go. And thank you, Cole, for uh, having me on. This has been a lot of fun. It's been a great time.
0: Uh, uh, if you're listening, you probably know how to help out the show. Uh, go to patreon.com slash duck um, support the network. Uh, we have the next show planned. Probably by the time we, uh, the, the next episode comes out, we'll be ready to say what it is. We're cutting it kind of close, but uh, we think that you'll be uh, excited about it because we're excited. Uh, Otherwise, you can leave ratings or reviews uh, wherever you are able to leave ratings or reviews. uh, Tell your friends, talk about us on social media. Uh, It's all good. And we appreciate everybody who has done those things. All we have is word of mouth and your support. And uh, we're real grateful that we have uh, have
1: those. Um, I, uh, I told good. Gary this on days of future cast a while back. Um, Cause we, as we were doing outro just like this and um, mm-hmm. we were talking about, you know, tell your friends to, and we always usually make a joke about like, tell your mom, tell your cousins or whatever. <laughs> um, I was listening to a podcast about a guy uh, who he um, was an interview with the guy who was a rapper who's a pretty established dude nowadays. But they were asking, like, what would you do if you were a young rapper, like trying to come up? And he's like, I would do the same thing I do right now, which is when I go to any function, family function, social function, I grab people's phones and I make them follow me on Spotify and then wow. i hand their phones back to them um and they they don't know like that, that, their life <laughs> lifestyle doesn't change at all but that that number like affects me in a really large way so mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like if you're out there and you're listening to orb and you're at a family reunion just go grab your cousin's phones, subscribe them to the podcast via yeah. spotify and we'll get the numbers and they'll never know
0: <laughs> <laughs> do it it's fine oh man uh yeah uh, go ahead and do that Gra- g- g- grab the phone however you can uh, and also <laughs> and also go, go team, team venture. venture.